0: We're going to the moon, baby! Or are we? Warning, warning. The United States government has issued a civil warning for all citizens of the United States. We're going live. We'll do it live! (laughs) This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. (laughs) Is it just me or did that opening screw up? Like the audio seems really off to me, but uh, whatever.
1: (laughs) I love the intro, brother. (laughs) Do
0: you you guys hear there's like a little bit of an audio delay for him?
2: I think it was I, I, I thought I heard it just fine. That sounded great. <laughs> okay, I don't know
0: what's going on with, with uh StreamYard, but it's it's all messed up for me right now. All right, cool. All right, good. I'm gonna take this off for a second. So what's up everybody? Welcome to my emergency live stream. I am joined today by cryptocurrency experts Miguel Punos and Charlie Inger from Dollar Cost Crypto and Cultivate Crypto. What's going on, guys? How was your flight back yesterday?
2: Hey, going well. Yeah, uh, That's smooth.
1: That <laughs> smooth, smooth flight. But uh, you know, we 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 woke up streaming. We right before right before the uh, before we went to the airport, we were streaming. We got on the airplane, and as soon as we landed, we we were streaming. <laughs> <laughs> so all day streaming, all day
2: flying. That's how you do it.
0: Man, my audio is like all messed up.
2: Huh. Yeah, you were. Sounds like you're changing something because your microphone got a little quieter too now.
0: Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know what's going on right now. Anyway, so I had an opportunity to work with, with Miguel before on Dragon Time I've had a chance. To... So welcome to the show. There's a, there's a lot of stuff going on right now in crypto. Uh, so much so that I thought we should have an emergency live stream to talk about it. The, the first thing I have on my list is the spot Bitcoin ETF approval. Um, mm. Can you guys, maybe one of you guys break it down? Like, what is that for people that have never heard of it?
2: You want to go, Charlie, or do you want me to do it? You jump on Bitcoin. I'll jump on the Ethereum one. How do we do that?
1: Sure. Why not? So yeah, so uh, yeah, the Bitcoin ETF was this really pivotal moment in crypto. We've been we've been wanting it to happen for years now. I mean, I think I I think upwards of like since 2014, people have been talking about that'd be really cool. There's an ETF passing for this. You know, we want to be a real market as well as it gives access to retirement money, 401k money into the crypto space. This is this is the biggest market on the planet. Uh, There's trillions and trillions of dollars in 401ks and and the, the assets, primarily, have most people buy stocks anyway around the world. Uh, it's it's going through an et an exchange traded fund, and basically, what this what the past January tenth was, you can now buy a fractionalized piece of Bitcoin on either from BlackRock or from Vanek or from you know uh, Bitwise. Um, Fidelity. We just had Charles Schwab the other day as well, and stuff like that. Kathy Woods Ark Invest. So all these things are, all these funds are not passing on a daily basis, and this is adding more and more buying pressure. I mean, uh, I think Bitwise was the first ever crypto ETF to actually show the address where they're holding their Bitcoin. And when I saw it, it was at eleven thousand Bitcoin today. It's I think it's over fifteen thousand today. So we're talking about these funds are slowly gobbling up the Bitcoin supply, which when you can when you start buying up the supply can drive the prices up quite substantially. And the thing is too, a lot of these ETF holders are pretty long-term holders. A lot of times it's it's a part of like, um, you know, hey, we'll buy some eventually, it'll be a part of like, hey, okay, we're gonna, we're, we're, there's gonna be sort of like how you can dollar cost average. There's gonna be in the future funds where it'll just be a percentage of their dollar cost average. So let's just say every time, every month you may buy a thousand dollars in terms of your fund in your 401k, 150 of that might be in the crypto space, just passively. And so this will start adding over the next couple of years, a passive buying pressure in the space, which will help really drive up the prices.
2: Yeah, I think they're already up to like 3% of the total Bitcoin supply is what these ETFs own uh, of Bitcoin Mm -hmm. already. And that's a limited supply. So, you know, it helps price to go up.
0: So it's kind of like, just to help me understand, because I'm I'm, uh, new to the whole concept of a you know, Bitcoin ETF, but it's like, um, it's kind of like in the stock market where they buy up a bunch of companies and they, they, they all package it into one thing. So you can sort of buy a whole bunch of companies at once with ETF. So with this, you buy a whole bunch of Bitcoin at once with an ETF.
1: It's it's a very simplistic version of that. I think in the future there will be like a traditional ETF, which will be like, you're buying the entire industry. You're buying like top 10, 20 market cap coins or like the the leading market industry, uh, industry leaders in the space and stuff but that'll happen much later down the line I'd imagine.
2: Yeah. So if somebody's using let just imagine like you're kind of most boomers out there that are, you know, like I don't want to buy Bitcoin itself. I don't know how it's kind of hard. Well, okay, now in their Roth IRA or their 401k, it's easy. They just buy this uh one of the ETFs that they like uh, of Bitcoin it tracks Bitcoin's price and then uh they don't have to worry about self-custody. Got it.
0: Do do you guys typically recommend people get into crypto that way or do you guys recommend buying it buying it direct through the exchanges and stuff
2: directly yeah yeah we want you guys to actually own your own crypto right? we're the reason for crypto especially for anybody who's not a boomer right because for for them it's mostly about you know making some gains before uh you know uh well they're in retirement now but you know what i mean like making some gains on the money that they currently have but with nothing too crazy um versus you know for everybody who's uh, younger than that, generally speaking, you know, it's like gold. We, would you rather own physical gold or would you rather have, you know, a paper IOU from Wall Street? Uh, it depends on what you're going to do with it. But if it's a long-term asset in your portfolio for you, kind of like maybe right. a real estate uh, might be either commercial or residential, um, you know, for most people, it should be looked at as a long-term asset instead of just, you know, something they're just going to flip um but you know we, we work with people who flip stuff as well so that you kind of have to do everything in between but uh it is tax advantage to do it in a 401k or ira um the fact that it is on wall street uh leads to a, a little bit better tax advantages for right for and so also it is
1: too a- you know, uh, is also too as well there's people who's they have some of their, their 401k funds already locked up in there already so they might have to take advantage of beginning an exposure to the crypto side on that as well yeah, But typically, yes, 100%, we recommend you guys go on Coinbase or go on one of the major exchanges, go go, um, go buy your crypto and get custody of your crypto, because that's the best way to own it, because they it can't be stopped. Uh, this is the beautiful thing about crypto is I can send crypto to anybody 24-7, 365, any day of the week, no holidays off, no MLK day, no Christmas day, no nothing, New no New Year's, doesn't matter, no Island Boy time, no matter what, you'll be able to send the crypto, and that's powerful, whether the government wants to or not. But... Definitely. There's tons of people, you know, a lot of people have normal jobs and they've been, you know, all cost averaging a long time into 401ks. So it'd be nice to get a little exposure into the Bitcoin, into Bitcoin. And right now, even, even though we don't recommend that in terms of it being your only investing strategy. um, But if you do have money in a 401k, I think right now is a great time to buy Bitcoin still.
0: Got it. Yeah. You know, actually you bring up a really good point about uh, Wall Street being involved with this because didn't didn't crypto start because of like the whole wall street bullsh- bullshit and well yeah we're past the eight-minute mark the w- wall street bullshit back in 2008 like that's why it was invented right yeah to take right. The, take the power away from the banks and the and the and investors or yeah, not the because, investors but the the investment banks I guess
2: yeah 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 it's, it's meant to be a trickle up instead of trickle down asset which is you know the the people who can get into it first should be your normal average every day, Joe, right? When people were mining Bitcoin or buying Bitcoin over the last 10 years, it was hard for a company like BlackRock to buy some of this because uh, they had trillions of dollars and the market cap for Bitcoin hit a trillion dollars for the first time uh, at the top in 2021. So it wasn't really feasible for a lot of Wall Street to even uh, look at uh, Bitcoin and crypto as an asset class it could use. But now that it's like, okay, we're coming to a multi-trillion dollar asset class in this current bull market, which is 2024 and 2025 mainly. Um, that's where Wall Street starting to get really, really serious about it because it's like, oh, shit, this isn't going away. We need to be able to make money from it because they're the ones, right? a lot of the banks that are able to get money directly from the Fed when it prints money. But now there are companies here in crypto like Tether that are printing their own stable coins or crypto dollars, whatever you want to call them. And a lot of these traditional players like J.B. Morgan are getting jealous and they're just like, damn, okay, there's an emergency asset class that we're not in control of. And everybody got in before us and oh shit, we're late. And so they start uh, trying to fight the industry at the same time as adopting the parts that they like. And they're, they want to try to morph it into something that's beneficial for them, um, but uh, without giving it too much, um, what do you call it, like a stamp of approval. So they're kind of like, the, the approval that the SEC gave for Bitcoin, the letter from Gary Gensler was like, yes, yes, we're approving the Bitcoin ETF. But the last paragraph said, but we still don't like Bitcoin that much. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. yeah, can you
1: know, all the way down. That's what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> I, I also like what you said to Charlie about uh, it being like, you know, gold and silver. Because I, I also buy gold and silver and, I, and and the company I buy it through. Um, I remember like I called them because every year they, they, they send me the actual... Gold and silver coins once a year, and I, last time I called them, they're like, "Hey, have you thought about getting in on our, our, you know, our gold and silver index fund?" And I was like, "No, mm-hmm. man, no," yeah. because, <laughs> because the, the the whole reason why I buy it, like I bought, uh, I read uh, Robert Kiyosaki's book, uh, Fake, years ago, and he mm-hmm. was like, "Dude, if the if the dollar completely collapsed, you at least have physical gold in your hand, you right. know, like that's still yeah. gonna be worth something." So that's why I have it. I don't have it for you know, to add to
2: my four oh one K portfolio. So and, and the great thing about Bitcoin and crypto in general, just the technology is you know how like if you go on a plane, they're like, Hey, you can only take ten thousand dollars worth of stuff over here, and like they, they ask you through customs everything with crypto, they have no idea, like if, if you're coming in with you know, uh a million dollars, ten million dollars, five dollars, whatever it is, they're just like, Yeah, they can't stop it. So you could go to another country and, and like Let's say, for example, you're, for whatever reason, you need to move assets uh, somewhere around the world, they literally cannot stop it. Like they just they can't prevent that from happening, which uh, is one of the differentiators between gold and Bitcoin, which is why because some people might be like, well, Bitcoin has a lot of similarities. What, what's like the benefit to having gold or having Bitcoin instead of gold? I'd rather go buy gold. Well, it's like, yeah, you want both. Right. And so uh, having that uh, fungibility and transportability for Bitcoin. Um, is what makes it uh, more of like it's a digital asset, right? So that's the main difference.
0: Yeah, I, I would also throw in there too. Uh, if you, I mean, if you want to make a lot of money, uh, even if you're if you're a, a long-term investor, I'm a long-term investor. I don't, I'm not a, a you know day trader or anything like that. But but long-term, the 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 uh, what's what's the word here? The volatility, I guess, of mm. of Bitcoin causes you to to actually make more money. <laughs> Quickly, because yeah. it go it like it goes up crazy high. It does drop down considerably when it you know I, I think Miguel, what you what were you saying? Like about every four years or something like that. It like it tanks, but it never goes to zero. It's always still above where it was when it tanked the last time. So it still is trending upwards, and it but it but but it, it you're actually going to gain more money in the long term than you will find gold. I think. So so
1: it, I'll i put it I'll put it in this context. Like me and Charlie have been around for this is our third cycle around. So it's like. So uh, I've been in crypto since 2016, Charlie, just as long as me. And um, in 2017, Bitcoin hit $20,000. It crashed to $3,300, $3,500. Um, then we went right back up in 2021, Bitcoin went up to $69,000. It crashed and its all-time low was 15500 Look at the difference, 3300 A couple years later at the all-time low, all things are dead.
2: 15,500 we'll mm-hmm. and-, and I think I forget. Uh, I think it was uh, Rao Paul. I heard this stat from yeah. uh, he's like a, a guy who's been in the, the traditional market for a long time, kind of Wall Street savvy guy with a lot of connections. Um, he gave a stat the other day that I heard, which was uh, since 2008. If you look at the M2 money supply and how much money has been printed and, and kind of uh, how assets have performed compared to the new amounts of, of capital I- in the world the the s p 500 itself has been generally flat against that new money supply meaning uh if you bought you know stocks 10 years ago they're basically the same value now they're just inflated in terms of you know we got more money in the system and gold is like slightly negative to that and bitcoin and tech stocks are the only ones that are actually uh outpacing inflation itself So, And of course, those things can change in the future and stuff like that. I think Bitcoin does slow down in its volatility a little bit uh, after this uh, next four-year cycle. But um, with crypto, it's kind of like you have the main layer, which is Bitcoin. Then you have Ethereum, which is the number two. And then you have everything else being built right underneath that at the current moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of Ethereum, so you you mentioned right at the beginning, too, that there's there's an Ethereum etf coming out too i had no idea about that i knew about the bitcoin etf is it it's the same people that that are doing it
2: yes so like you have blackrock arc shares which is kathy wood's uh investment vehicle uh and a bunch of others there were 11 spot bitcoin etfs that got approved i think right now there's at least like six or seven applications for ethereum spot etfs and uh the main thing that you need to know about the etf in terms of like it's the same vehicles bitcoin it's just a different asset Um, So it's similar to what Miguel was describing before is what the ETFs do. But uh, back last September, um, when we were telling everybody, hey, get into crypto right here, because it's kind of like its second bottom after the bottom we had at the end of 2022, which is, so we had 15,000. Then the second bottom was around 25,000 where things were going sideways. Then we said, well, it's going to ramp up from here, going into a potential spot, Bitcoin ETF approval. And from September 11th, to January 11th uh, the day after the approval of the ETF that was the whole move of bitcoin going from 25,000 to 48,000 on its last run up. So now we have ethereum sitting here around $2, $22,2300. Ethereum's ETF is either going to be approved on May 23rd or August 7th yep. so within the summer. And so leading into that what's going to happen from probably about uh March or mid February somewhere in uh, in that one month from mid-february to mid-march we're gonna then start having that nice run up there for ethereum as well and the cool thing about bitcoin and ethereum is as one goes up the other gets pulled up with it and so that and then that pulls up the rest of the crypto market as well so um we should see a pretty good uh appreciation between now and the end of the summer um for all crypto assets but specifically for ethereum and then um any dips that happened, you know, of like 20, 30% in crypto uh, of a down move um, within like a few weeks is pretty normal. And so, any of those types of moves that we happen be- or that we have between now and then, which I think will probably happen in March and May, uh, those will be the two time periods then to basically snatch up what you can. And you want to be able to know what the market's doing before that, right? You want to prepare for that a little bit because if you just jump into it buying stuff you don't know, or if you don't know the market very well, then sometimes you can you can kind of get caught with bad coins or stuff that you know uh isn't as good as what what else is out there I would say generally 95 percent of crypto is pretty bad right there's a lot of meme coins kind of worthless shit, and then there's you know five percent of the market which is pretty high quality and actually good projects that are being built it's kind of like the internet back in the mid 90s you know we had pets.com great idea never really took right
0: yeah yeah oh you know i i wanted to i want to talk about that because it, there are there are a lot of uh hot new alt coins out there um <laughs> but but what i've i've always seen uh, throughout the whole history of crypto is that everything seems to be sort of tied to bitcoin at the end yeah. of the day right like the major highs all like it it, it rises all you know makes all the the shit coins rise in price too and then when bitcoin drops everything else drops with it um so, ha- I mean, so obviously I think the, the, the smart move and, I, you know, I'm no expert here, uh, but smart move is always to at least have a majority of your money in Bitcoin, right?
2: Or, or Ethereum. Or
0: Ethereum. Ethereum. And, and let me ask you about that too. So, so, and I, I do know this, but uh, we have a guy here, uh, my man David here he says, I'll be honest, I don't know squat about crypto. <clears throat> Bitcoin's a cryptocurrency, right? But Ethereum is a platform. Is that right?
2: They're both cryptocurrencies and you can argue that they're both platforms. Bitcoin is trying to become one okay. uh, more so now. So the best way to put it is Bitcoin solved the problem of not being able to copy digital currency before there was a lot of attempts at digital currency, but all of them, you could just copy paste and make more supply. And um, they had to find out through encryption, how you could make something that is scarce digitally. That was a really hard problem to solve. And they solved it, I think in 2003 or 2004, a guy named Nick Zabo um solve that problem and then in 2009 bitcoin was created so bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency first digital asset uh, there's going to be a lot of different names for that uh first blockchain and then ethereum did the same thing but what it added on top of it was an application layer of smart contracts which allow for uh executable things to happen um based on what you input so programmability and that programmability then like you said leads ethereum to be a better platform than bitcoin has been and so a lot of the stuff that's being built the infrastructure that's being built uh in crypto has mainly been ethereum based because of that
0: got it okay
2: all right i think that
0: makes sense uh but i'm i'm sure that everyone else is yeah those types of comments like, what? like, like you guys are nerds just give us some money we <laughs> just want some money um so so the the other big thing that's um that's in the news is the the bitcoin uh having right or the happening right yes that's what what the cool kids call it so what is that for people that don't know what that means
1: so um so okay when when back when bitcoin was first created right um every 10 minutes it, it basically the supply started at zero literally zero and every ten minutes, uh, it would, it would, it would, uh, you'd finalize a block. And what a block is is basically the, the the computers or laptops that were running Bitcoin at the time basically agreed that these are these transactions are real. And then because for the for them doing that, they received fifty Bitcoin. So the supply started zero, boom. Now there's fifty Bitcoin. The next the next time is another 50 Bitcoin and they just kept doing that for four years so they set it up for every so for the first four years of Bitcoin you had 50 Bitcoin coming out every 10 minutes for four years and then the halving. Wh- what happens is you c- it goes from 50 to 25 then it happened again 25 to 12.5 then it happened again 6.25 and then it's about to it's happen to, again
0: is it it's to artificially reduce the supply and it's circulation? Correct. Yeah. Oh, so the, okay.
1: so the total supply of Bitcoin is 21 million and right now we're at 19 million. So basically the supply is really almost completely out
0: already. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, so, and th- then, it, and, and then the, the less, the less coins you have chasing the same amount of goods yeah. causes it to be worth more.
2: Yeah. Cause it's demand true. every four years, that narrative um, is okay. Every four years, this amount decreases. Well, every four years, more people tend to know about crypto, more people tend to know about Bitcoin. And now that the institutions are publicly getting into it, they're going to start selling this to your average everyday Joe. They're going to be like, it's going to be TV commercials. There's going to be different marketing campaigns. And if, you know, your banks are telling you, hey, come invest in Bitcoin. It's a good hedge against inflation. A lot of people who were against it before are going to be for it now, right, in this current four-year cycle. So the amount of demand is increasing. So it's just a supply versus demand problem where we always have the supply decreasing. So if demand stays the same, price goes up pretty decent. But then usually because uh, price goes up, they tell other people, then more demand comes and price goes up even more.
0: It's uh, it's basically the exact opposite of what they're doing with fiat currency, which is they're printing a whole bunch of fiat currency. So you have way more dollars chasing the same amount of goods, which is causing the price of goods to go up. So what they're, so they're doing the opposite this. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. uh, Like I would say like fiat currency and traditional systems is this uh, system called Keynesian economics, which is what they usually teach in school. And then uh, there's a school called Austrian economics. That's more like free market, let companies fail if they can't actually provide value to the market, um, which obviously they don't do, you know, like we saw in 2008. Um, But it's, it's more of a, what some people call like a pure market. Um, and so a good way to research Austrian economics, cause they, most, uh, universities will say, you know, oh, the Austrian economics guys, they're all quacks and crazies and stuff like that. But there's a website called, uh, Mises, dot And they have some pretty good, um, looks on, on how to see economics from that point of view. Cause I think most people aren't taught that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Most people are, are, they're, they're clueless when it comes to that stuff, but it's like, it's money's hard, you know, money's difficult to understand. Um, let me, let me uh let me ask you guys this. So there's a crypto regulation outlook for 2024. So given recent enforcement actions and legal challenges faced by major players, I saw recently that the SEC is suing places like Coinbase for various, you know, other things. Yep. Um what are your expectations regarding regulatory clarity in 2024? It's gonna it's gonna get better because as
1: with all these ETO, because it's a it, the more things pass positively for crypto, the more it it becomes a, like kind of a joke where like it's like well you pass this and this and this and this. it's like the minute you've won a couple cases against something for the same sort of thing, then it becomes easier to win those cases in the future. So they hmm. tend to go less to court because it's like, like right now the SEC has lost like four out of five lawsuits that they've done against crypto companies. <laughs> they just keep losing because they just keep losing these lawsuits and stuff. So it's like, what happens is if they keep losing these same lawsuits and people can go, hey, well this coin beat you, this coin beat you, this coin beat you, and under these defenses, well, so can I. Yeah, that's right. You can because there's there's and then um, also the SEC is getting more and more afraid that. If they keep denying some of these requests, then they can go up to the Supreme Court and if the Supreme Court
2: yeah.
1: says, no, this is the fact. So right, so, what the, so the SEC is kind of like, imagine these three, like right here, there's, there's me, there's Charlie, there's you, okay? Mm-hmm. And right now I'm operating between me and Charlie. And really I'm actually kind of operating halfway to you. If the SEC says, no, 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 all you can do is this, I lose both you and Charlie and I'm only stuck in my little zone here so they lose a ton of jurisdiction because the, the the Supreme Court is the, the final law whatever they say that's the law and if they tell you no you guys can only operate within these parameters they always operate in the gray zone they always abuse their power so if the federal so if the, um, the Supreme Court says you can only operate within these parameters they get shrunk down and now they become less powerful as an agency and it's no good
0: yeah, because yeah,
2: yeah. They, they've really uh, abused their power the last, I would say, five years to a decade, especially when it comes to crypto. Uh, Gary Gessler, who's the head of the SEC now, um, he used to be a professor at MIT and he taught you know, some of the basics about crypto and stuff. And um, he specifically got into uh, that position um, for partially for the reason to slow down the crypto industry. Um, There's actually... This thing called Operation Choke Point 2.0 that didn't come to light until about midway through 2023, but it was late 22, early 23. Uh, Elizabeth Warren and a few other politicians, along with uh, some people of the Biden administration, had actually got this uh, initiative underway to slow down and try to outlaw crypto, and they were working with Gary Gensler and the SEC to make try to make crypto look bad and try to get it out of the system. They're saying, oh, it's only used for terrorism. It's only used for tra- uh, trafficking. It's only used for these things, which crypto really isn't used for at all. Uh, if you know, and, and if so, it's very, very you know, minute. So just generally speaking, you know, the government's after this heavy, but they've abused that power so much that the courts are starting to be like, Nope. You know, uh, it's like it gives me a little bit of faith in the judicial system, actually. You know, like A shock uh, I can't even said that, but it's true. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't I don't have any, but um, yeah. well, I mean more more than I would have had otherwise because I'm pretty jaded when it comes to politics. But like yeah. uh if if this last Bitcoin ETF, if they did not uh approve it, then uh basically the courts had said, Well, we'll force you to approve it, and then of course, like uh Miguel said, their jurisdiction would either be decreased or They would get sacked, right? They just get taken out uh, as Gary Gensler, specifically as the head of the SEC. So they're starting to get scared from the crypto industry. And uh, I I like to say that uh, early days of crypto was in the uh, uh, what do you call it? They ignore you phase. Mm. Then it went into the they laugh at you phase. Now we're in the they fight you phase. And then the last phase is you win. (laughs) So yeah, you know yeah.
0: yeah. I, you know, it's it's funny. You 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 said, uh, "Oh, it's only been used by terrorist organizations, stuff like that." When I first heard of crypto, this was right when it first came out. It was because, like, I, I used to I used to host my uh, uh, a different show back then. It was more of a, a tech show. It was more of like you know for hackers and and mm. systems administrators and stuff like that. And so I did a whole episode trying. I was like, okay, if I wanted to buy buy goods over the internet, like cash, how could I do it without the government knowing, right? So that, yeah. that was my my question. And that's how I discovered Bitcoin. And that's all, I'm such an idiot. Like I, that's all I thought it was good for at the time was like, oh, I can make transactions over the internet. I didn't realize it was like an investment opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. Back then it was like $30 a Bitcoin. <laughs> I, yeah. I could have bought up so much goddamn Bitcoin. I've been in, <laughs> in a Lambo right now. I don't know. I bet you a lot of people feel like that. I, I do oh, yeah. want to ask you guys this. It hopefully uh, you guys know, because someone brought up that, you know, the, that the SEC is suing these Bitcoin companies or Bitcoin, you know, platforms like Coinbase and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If they're a government agency, do you know why the, why they're suing as opposed to like pressing some kind of charges? Cause that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if you guys know that, what's the behind the scenes on that.
2: Yeah. So it's, um, what do you call it like uh, trying to slow down the industry versus trying to put people in jail so the department of justice uh is in charge of actually enforcing you know legal course uh legal courses against these companies and uh in order to do that they actually have to have committed a crime or something that could be construed as one and so uh the department of justice um, basically went after binance which is the largest international uh crypto exchange and uh currently the ceo of that company is actually being kept within the united states he's free uh, to go around but he can't leave the united states um, because they're basically investigating him for was your platform used you know um in nefarious ways and if so did you know about it that's what they're trying to figure out there um Mm -hmm. so for that one in particular they are actually going through a legal action course um, but with a lot of these other companies they don't really have anything uh illegal that they can say like. These companies knowingly did or anything like that. So what they're really just trying to do is be like, okay, you're trying to um, serve too many customers. We're going to limit you with how many customers you can serve or what how you can serve those customers. And, and so they're just putting up roadblocks, really, in, in that case.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. That that makes it. They're just being assholes, is yeah. what you're saying.
1: yeah. There is one legitimate cases is when some crypto companies actually go bankrupt, which is normal versus they're embezzling customer funds and need to do redistrib- redistributions and find the money out and that's why I mean you saw that with uh um, FTX is the famous one yeah really is, and stuff like that. but that's something completely different from them just trying to slow us down so, but well, kind of you know.
2: and FTX wasn't even really a crypto problem most of the laws that FTX broke were all laws related to Wall Street based companies right they tried to have an offshore company and do things illegally and they use the exact model that wall street uses to do those things right um they they were a crypto company but that was just kind of you know uh part of the 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 industry not not really what caused them to like have those illegal actions
0: okay all right that makes sense so we're we're at we're at the half hour mark here guys um you guys have some resources available for people that want to understand this more. You have a a crypto mindset course, uh, right? That's available. Links in the description for that. Can you, uh, can you guys tell us a little bit about that, about your crypto mindset course? What's what's involved with that?
2: Sure. Um, So the crypto mindset course uh, is a brainchild of of me and and Miguel. And uh, we put this out for the first time in September of 2020. And we were thinking, hey, we want to educate, especially uh, a lot of people in the Red Pill community, because that's uh, part of the internet community that we originated from. And uh, we know a lot of people in the Red Pill are basically uh, pro freedom, pro libertarian kind of things, and also pro self sovereignty and owning your own assets and stuff like that. So it really, you know, fit well with you know uh, the lines of thinking that we had. And we said we want to, you know basically uh see a lot of people have as much much success as possible in crypto we see so many negative things around when people come into crypto that they usually just get chewed up and spit out right away because it is a pretty uh I mean like any other industry in finance it's pretty cutthroat so we were like okay how can we get people into crypto safely and uh with with the lower amount of risk and and then how can we kind of give them training wheels or crutches to get to the point of independence because it is like you know i mean you're a very smart guy you've researched a lot of stuff about finance you you know your shit but the crypto is a brand new thing so like a lot of this stuff that we're talking about today you know you've heard a little bit about but not the details and so it's like okay i'm trying to wrap my head around this right and that's everybody else too it's the same thing as the internet back in the early 90s you know a lot of people were like what's email like i got fax and, and postal mail why do I need this email thing right mm-hmm. and so it's that type of learning curve and, and everybody needs to go through it and so um there's just not that many places out there for people to do that in a kind of safe manner that's comfortable and uh, that's also gets them up to speed in a, at a good rate so that's what we're trying to do here we've been successful in that and I think this is our 12th uh crypto mindset course yep. and uh we do it about once every three months or so and uh we usually do it when there's an opportunity in the market um and that opportunity coming here in February, March is, is what we're seeing. And so uh, if you decide or if anybody decides to jump into the Crypto Mindset course, essentially what we do is um, we give them five pre-recorded webinars, uh, which essentially get them set up with the basics. If they know nothing about crypto or they have some information, but it's not you know, fully there, um, then basically they go through those five webinars. They get every all the basics set up boom they're comfortable with you know hey I know how to buy Bitcoin now I know how to buy Ethereum and uh, maybe a few other coins here then we go into 15 live webinars which we're going to be doing from February 9th to February 23rd Um, we do two days on two days off Uh, the two days that we do on we do the webinars at 10 a.m and 10 p.m Eastern uh, and then we take uh, we do that for two days take two days off so people can review everything is recorded so that way uh, eight to 16 hours after each webinar is done live then people can go and review them or if they're out working or something then they can come back and review that and they can review that throughout the whole quarter whole year uh, actually a whole decade we never take those resources away from people they always have access uh, to that as well as a telegram chat um, where everybody's in there communicating with each other and if you know some people are sharing notes and sharing information making sure everybody's on the same page um then at uh, after those 15 live webinars uh, if there is a, a move in the market or something that we think is really important for people throughout that quarter to understand, then we'll do these things called flash webinars where we'll uh, do a webinar quickly and be like, hey, everybody jump on here. We got some new information. We record those as well. And um, all that together, it's kind of like a crypto boot camp. You know how they have like coding boot camps for people who want to really get into the industry real quick and understand the basics? Same thing here. Uh, if you, you know, the crypto market is going to get so hot over the next year to year and a half that like, if you haven't prepared for that and you're trying to get in it you're what tends to happen to people is they end up buying once prices are at new all-time highs and they buy bad coins and then they get chopped up and they get and they're like oh this shit's a scam but you know if you really want to take advantage of it this is where you can create your base before everything gets real crazy here in the second half of this year and then over the next year to year and a half you know you have a really good chance to take uh, to make a really good money making opportunity and then you also set yourself up for a foundation of knowledge that you can use on in an industry that's not going away over the next decade. So it's both, you know, an opportunity that you can use for short-term uh, gains and uh, knowledge, as well as, you know, uh, a long-term uh, education. As
1: well yeah. as, you know, when you take it, you be, you know, we we, kind of, we basically make you kind of your, your friend group's, like, resident expert on crypto. So the guys who've taken our course have also kind of figured out uh, – you, it's kind of crazy. Once you've taken the course, a, uh, you know, a couple times, basically, what happens to guys is their they, their bullshit meter is just so finely tuned that they can hear someone and know within like five minutes of them talking that they know they they don't know what they're talking about. Because there's a lot of people like, talking. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people talking crypto right now, and or they are going to start talking crypto, and you they don't know what they're talking about at all. Right. And it's, and, but if you're, if you're a layper if you're a person that doesn't know anything about crypto, he's, you can just say a couple things and having this and this and this, or like, oh, this coin's a great coin when you're uh, to LP and or Neil and all this stuff. And you, and like, you're like, you're like, wow, it's a bunch of big words. I think he knows what he's talking about and they don't, you know. So, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I, I, I think, let me know if you, what you guys think about this. I think one of the biggest problems guys have getting into crypto is, they, they get in when everyone's hyping it up, yeah. you know, every, everyone's yeah. like, Oh, you got to buy now. Oh, you're, you're it's never going to be higher. It's never going to be, higher. you're right. And, and so people jump in at the top of the market and then they get completely wrecked. Right. So yeah. is that, what would you say? Like it's probably the number one thing that people make that mistake when they are just getting into it. Or do you see other things too?
1: That, that's the number one reason why like so it's both good and bad right the hype cycle is really important because even me i got onboarded because crypto started getting really hot like uh, i was a stock investor originally and um some of the guys i was watching on youtube just every every couple of streams were like you guys stop mentioning this ethereum this bitcoin stuff uh you know this thing you know these things with ponzi's are not going to work and then eventually they just kept saying it over and over all these streams i was like what the hell are they talking about and then i looked into it and you know Thank God I I got in at that point, right? But um, most people get in sort of around there or very close to the top, right? So if this cycle continues as normal, you know, like we'll start getting all time highs and really crazy prices in 2025. Mm. So when we started the first Crypto Mindset course, it was September of 2020, that would be like, just to put you in the same like year to date and cycle of where we're at today, that would be September of this year. Mm. When we first started our first course, um I think we had about you know 80 something 90 people in there um we just advertised on our own channels we didn't go on anyone else's because we wanted to like you know see if we could do it and then from there you know we we uh we went on everyone else's from Rich Cooper MLD fresh and fit everyone and everyone in between Donovan Sharp Troy and everybody and you know during the top of the cycle you know we had almost two thousand plus people in there um and we were able to onboard but the, the beautiful thing about this cycle around is that this time we had our courses out now in the red pill space during the time when this was crashing, we were able to help a lot of people sell their crypto off, prepare them. And we bought the bottoms on these things. And the really important part is this time we're starting much more earlier in the cyclists. So we're able to onboard guys like you, your, your community, a fresh and fit community. And we're getting in way earlier. Mm-hmm. And this will lead to like a lot of the red pill guys being in, a lot of profit you know we helped a lot of our guys make a lot of money last cycle but this cycle it's just going to be a different level just because of how many people are going to get started earlier like we're in before we're in before the etfs on the wall street yeah and
2: yeah. we helped uh mint you know a good chunk of uh people who ended up becoming millionaires and multi millionaires themselves in the last cycle so i'm looking forward to hearing uh the first deck of millionaire that we've made through our course um at some point and i think that's probably going to happen at the end of this year beginning of next year um based on on the people that we know that have have been taking it consistently because we have people who've taken every single course uh ever since they they either joined or it's come out um as an insurance policy because some guys right they're putting in you know tens of thousands of dollars hundreds of thousands of dollars some people only a few thousand whatever they whatever it works for each person um but generally speaking you know the guys who are taking this as a really serious investment class um they're getting paid really good from it and uh, over multiple cycles, that can compound to something that is just absolutely ridiculous if you, if you do it properly. And uh, speaking to the risk side um, that you're mentioning, um, we have two webinars uh, intended to save people money, even though a lot of the other webinars we do are intended to make people money. Uh, the two webinars that I think are really important on the risk side are uh, one, uh, our, our webinar, which we say, don't get wrecked or how not to get wrecked. Um, which is essentially, um, we have a risk management uh, professional from the UK who actually worked for uh, credit lending uh, companies and stuff like that. He advised companies how to lend to their customers properly so that they didn't lose money and that their customers, um, you know, they choose the right customers to lend to and all that. And so we go into uh, that one about like how to manage your downside first. So first, not how to lose money, then how to make money. And then we have another webinar uh, which is uh taxes for crypto because there's a lot of people who they don't really understand you know if they're putting in let's say twenty thousand dollars they don't understand that that can easily turn into something like two hundred thousand dollars within the next year and a half and if they don't think about that in advance then they're going to h- get hit with a worse tax bill than they could have otherwise and so um that one as well is really important for saving people uh, money
0: Mm, okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys about. Uh, you guys ever tell people like not to buy? Like, hey, don't buy right now, or or oh, don't yeah. buy that piece of shit coin. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: all the time.
0: Okay. <laughs> Is, does that sort of come up in like your community? Because you guys have a what, what do you guys call it? The Citadel. Uh, it's like a group chat community. Is that where people come up with dumbass ideas? And you guys you guys. take it take a step back for a minute that's not a good idea this is why i am just curious about that because you you always see people hyping up shit and pumping up stuff you almost never see anybody say don't buy it right now you know so i'm just curious yeah
1: i mean definitely i mean the thing is like we're in the part of the cycle where as long as the thing you're buying isn't really stupid and I'll write a scam it will do moderately well but there's coins that you can just make more money in right mm-hmm. so just there's there's coins like I don't that I, I personally don't like but I'll still make money of course but then there's other coins where I see much more of a future and it's a much more there's more of it there's kind of like a pen like an order of operations of like good news that can come out for it so that me all this good news means holy crap we actually could actually get like really good returns on that coin but there is outright scam coins and most meme coins are you shouldn't invest into at all but i also can i also we also tell guys you know hey if you're just taking like 500 you know we, we have guys like you know that have like 100,000 half a million dollar portfolios or larger or smaller and want to put like i'll oh, put a 1000 bucks on that that's nothing that's fine so it, the big thing is sort of scaling your portfolio to learn about your how much to put into a position by percentages mm. is what we teach as well and then we we're going to talk a lot about por- portfolio theory it's obviously we can't force people to do it, but we can teach, you know, at the end of the day, you know, people pitch the green or the red button, right? You, you buy or sell, you know, this, the Red po community is, you know, you got to take ultimate responsibility for your actions. Man. I mean, you if, you, if you go in if you go in some chick raw, man, hey, uh, you know what, you know what you did, bro. You know what you did. So it is, yeah. it is what it is.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm curious about that. And I, I think we talked about this a little bit when you are on the, the Dragon ship, but um, like I do, I, I come from, you know, Investing more in the stock market, like index funds and stuff like that, it's pretty easy to diversify to minimize risk. That way, you know, um, how at like just high level without giving too much away, like how how what's what's a, a a fairly you know rule of thumb strategy with managing that risk? You know, like is it like okay, put sixty percent in Bitcoin and so much in this, and just diversify in the bigger coins, and then like what is it?
2: yeah so bitcoin and ethereum right those are your coins that they're here to stay they're not going away they've solidified themselves wall street is giving them the thumbs up so uh and bitcoin itself we're looking at it to go to maybe about 140 to one hundred sixty thousand dollars. this market currently around 40 so that's about uh, a three or four x versus ethereum it's currently about two thousand dollars and some change we see it going between eight to twelve k So it could do similar, but probably a little bit more than Bitcoin, right? Maybe more like a 5X uh, or so. So generally speaking, um, you're going to make more money on Ethereum. uh, But because it's also, uh, I would say, just as high of quality as Bitcoin at this standard in time in terms of um, most of its facets, not every single facet is is it uh, better quality than Bitcoin. There are some things that Bitcoin does better, but just generally speaking, it's not going away it's going to make a little bit more money so that's the horse that that most people should be riding and when we tell people that should be uh, about 50% of your portfolio it's like the rudder to your ship and then um if you go the other 50% of the portfolio we have we go down the risk curve uh and then the the lowest percentage of your portfolio should be in the higher risk stuff that way um let's say for example all the other 50% you do absolutely fails goes to zero Then you have 50 of your portfolio in ethereum still doing multiple x's so you're still going to make money at the end of the day right your your time will not have been wasted but it's unlikely um, that a lot of all those other side bets are going to go down so most of those then uh the goal is to find the other quality projects like i said there's uh, most of the market is not quality um So finding those quality projects is the hard part for most people. So that's what we do is we help people find what that is, how to identify that. Um, And then once they do right, whatever amount of uh, percentage those outpace Bitcoin Ethereum, um, those are what really give you kind of the crazy gains in your portfolio. So what we've seen, generally speaking, from people who follow our portfolio allocations is that throughout a full uh, four year cycle, Uh, They can generally uh, between two to four years of the four year cycle, they can uh, generally land between a 20 to 40 X on their capital if they, you know, pay attention, do this properly, like we uh, instruct. Uh, Of course, there's some people who join uh, and they just watch one or two webinars where we say, hey, this coin's good or that coin's good and it's going to do this, that. And they go and put everything in the highest risk thing, right? And then they're like, okay, now I'm going to make a gajillion dollars and it's gone, right? So- That's where we have to tell people, uh, you know, don't, you know, you have to go in and treat this as a proper boot camp where you're going to teach yourself the foundation of your knowledge. And and if you do it properly, yeah, that 20 to 40 X is very possible, potentially more depending on how uh, early you get in the market. So, um, you know, as long as people don't cut corners with the information, uh, they tend to do extremely well.
0: That is the biggest fucking problem in this space. Not even, not, not even talking about crypto. I'm talking about the the red pill community, right? Like we have yeah. books upon books upon books on information on this shit, and guys are like, "I'm just gonna go get a, a summary version of that book online and just fucking run with it." It's like, bro, there's there's no shortcuts. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there's no shortcuts, especially not in investment. Like, don't just go all in, man. It's like you could lose your your entire fucking life savings uh if you make the wrong move you know
1: yeah and 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 these are just like this is normal human behavior it is normal human behavior we just try to like you know you, you know the thing is you put these safeguards in place but like this is kind of what the old poas were doing and stuff he's like hey this is all this is the this is the if you follow these exact steps will shortcut the woman's brain and get her into the into the bed or whatever the hell they were doing yeah, back yeah, in the day yeah, yeah. And, and but that wasn't even the like and, and that, that was bastardized from some of the original teachings of those poas who were like showing you how to do it more naturally and then eventually people systematized it and try to sell it as like you know to make as much money as damn possible on these yeah guys.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, yeah i and that's one of the things uh in, in my i have a men's community too and it's like sometimes guys will Come in there and they'll be like, Yeah, I, I got the summary of this book. I'm like, No, read the whole fucking book and read it multiple times because there's <laughs> you're, yeah. you're not going to fully grasp the information. And you know, if you don't do the whole thing, so if you guys sign up for the crypto mindset course, take all of it in, you know, write, take notes, watch it multiple times. You guys will fucking get this stuff, you know,
2: <laughs> yeah. And then people, like Miguel said before, then people become the, the expert within their local area because. Um, A lot of people around, most people don't know this knowledge, which is why we call this the red pill of finance, because it's extremely powerful. And then when the market does get good next year, everybody's going to be coming to you and being like, so like, what's this all about? Right. And like, uh, it's pretty cool to see when that happens. But uh, just kind of give people a taste of like, you know, how many people we've helped. We've helped over 14000 people over the last uh, four years to get into crypto uh and uh in, in the current course we have over 400 people already uh signed up and in there uh and so yeah like you're going to join a huge group of people who already are of the same mindset uh and they're all over the world right we have people uh pretty much on every continent except antarctica uh, who soon. take our course yeah, soon antarctica we got to get we got to go get those guys down there in the, in the uh south pole a few times but yeah <laughs> let uh,
0: let me ask you guys uh one more question here and then we can uh go to super chats and 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 wrap up i think um yeah. something that's relatively new concept to me that i just learned uh i don't know maybe a year or two ago was the concept of of staking certain coins and right. uh, getting an apy do you guys recommend that? Because I like I I do stake some of my Ethereum and I do and, and I, I purposely my only like one shit coin that I buy is Cosmo so that I could okay. I can get APY <laughs> on that. That's the only shit coin I have. Like the rest is <laughs> you know it's all in Bitcoin Ethereum and then I have some in Litecoin. You know, but
1: but that's it. Uh, shout out to you, I, brother. So I, I got <laughs> a little Litecoin too, man. <laughs> Old school. It's old school. So, so <laughs> on a per coin base. Every staking, every staking, every LPing, every yield farming is on a per coin basis. Mm-hmm. So different. it's different things for different coins. Like, um, as an example, right, Cosmos, yeah, it's pretty generally pretty safe to stake that. Polkadot, Kusama, same thing, safe to stake, perfectly okay. There is coins where if you stake them, you can't get them out for a long time or there's mm. stipulations or you use a third party and they play these games on you. I'm guessing Ethereum using through Coinbase or Kraken out a magic. Yeah. Coinbase. So that's, that's, that is relatively safe, but I, Paul, what I would tell you is probably by the end of this year, I would just put that bit, that Ethereum, the yield you're getting off that is nothing. It won't like, it's not, it's not worth the risk. There is parts of the market during like a bear market. Why not earn the yield and stuff, but still, we do not recommend third-party um, third-party ways to like yield and stuff. by it. But we understand sometimes you get, to get some yield i guess but it's just mm-hmm. being really careful because typically it's during the tip of the market and the crash afterwards that apps go down and wall and wallets get drained and entire companies go bankrupt or you found out your theorem was never there they they, they stole it basically mm-hmm. so it happens every single time in 17 it was mostly vaporware stuff so they couldn't they could barely have a website up and running in 2017 but in 2020 we had sophisticated companies yield farming across multiple chains um giving out yield to many yield bearing assets and they robbed people blind
0: Mm. blind
1: and um we know people that like we know people from other communities and we were able to warn all our guys to get out we saw kind of which way the wind was blowing around I'd say October November of 2021 that we started sounding the alarm hey you guys we need to get out of all this stuff let's get out and we got our whole community out um, there is coins like Hex where it's built on staking on itself. So if, if the coin has like an effect where it's it's part of its like fundamentals is to stake itself and earn yield, that's perfectly okay. And so, you know, we also discovered too that um, if you earn yield off itself, that's okay if you're, you're Muslim, but there's like certain things, there's certain like religions where they can't really earn yield from people. So if you like, as an example, if I lend my Bitcoin to you, I'm not supposed to charge you interest if I'm Muslim oh islamic and stuff just, but for some other religions that's perfectly okay and stuff like that. so just like something like a hex staking is perfectly okay but another for other religions other coins the way they earn their yield is not correct basically mm. like, like cosmo staking is fine because you're earning yield from yourself that's fine you know okay but yeah but that's sort of that's sort of how it works so it, it's just there's no short answer it's just every coin has to be researched and that's and, and that's perfectly good because when you're researching you know what it does and then you can kind of figure out what to do with it like uh you know w- one thing that me and Charlie are really good at is we're really good out is good at figuring out like underpriced assets and figuring out on figuring out whether very really unpopular assets are worth investing into like Solana was probably one of the most hated coins in the bear market absolutely hated because it's a f- completely affiliated with the founder of ftx you know sam bankman freed and we quickly figured out this thing's going to survive the 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 vcs haven't abandoned it so we started i mean i loaded up the binks the, the truck at 18 25 dollars um through through my analysis and charlie's analysis we this coin should have hit probably closer to six to three dollars normally but something happened big money started buying whoa very weird it was very it was so uh normally coins in bear markets they fall about 90 95 percent and if they go to zero they all go down 98 and they're dead at that point right it was a very unorganic pump that happened so a bunch of money came in from exchanges and they just just shot up they basically the whales were protecting the ten dollar price so around 13 14 dollars it started pumping from there and then I was like oh crap this is gonna, this is gonna run, damn it! So I loaded up my truck then, because I would have, I, I, I would have bought closer to the low, but the problem is, is that it didn't have a natural low, and that told me all I need to know. They're gonna back it, so shoot! So I backed up the truck at that point, and then that's right. a lot of our students bought around the same time. Other coins, we, we hit it right on the money. Ethereum, Bitcoin, bought the lows on that one because it's just too big to manipulate. At, at that level of a scale and stuff, it would just take an enormous. I mean, a hundred billion dollar buy. It would take something massive to like to just spike it at that point. And two, it's it's also doesn't at an economic cost. It wouldn't make sense because like if you if if I had a hundred million dollars to buy Bitcoin, I'd buy it slowly over that time so I get a good average price. If I buy a hundred billion dollars in one shot, I like I've like basically stolen like almost I've already I've thrown away forty billion dollars. Plus mm, really. money that I could have had, so it makes no financial sense to do that and stuff. But company wise, like if like so, these VC saw that okay, if Solana gets down to three bucks, people may truly abandon this completely. So they did it as like we have to, we have to put, the, we have to inject the capital now because we got to stop the fucking bleeding. Mm, got it. Okay. Happened. And now it's the darling again. Now it's, I love, you know, a Solana boys, Solana summer, I got these glasses here, the like, <laughs> the, Solana had the Hopway summer. You know, we had a Hopway summer. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll put them on in a minute, but- yeah, uh, It's back to a hundred dollars
2: now. So, you know, uh, the volatility there is your friend if you're paying attention and you're kind of watching all those, those movements. Got
1: another, it, okay. An, another ecosystem that, you know, we're really, really positive about is the Hex ecosystem, which was absolutely hated, I mean, like it was a swear word. Oh, you're Hexkin. Ah. Oh, so you're Mormon. Oh, no brother. black sheep, right? You yeah. know, you're, you're a Scientologist. Oh, okay. Shoot. Whoa. <laughs> right. But because of that, um, we we looked into the fundamentals, we saw that it was there's a huge community there. Uh, we saw that the founder was very charismatic, streamed a lot, was doing a lot of things. I was like, we were like, this coin's gonna do very well, and it did. This is a this is probably the I'd probably rank it the the coin that made the third most amount of money. In the entire cycle the only other two coins were ave and uh you know dogecoin she being made more from the bottoms no. right but you if you were able to catch any of those coins at that from those prices you made a lot of money right now this time around uh, that coin decided to create its own community its own ethereum and uh, um so you're going to hear in the crypto space something called an, an an l1 right which means the best way to think about it is my version of ethereum our community's version of ethereum we're, we're not gonna use Ethereum, we're gonna make our own Ethereum. That, that's what an L1 is. So they made their own L1, they made their own swap DEXs like Uniswap, they made their own, they, they basically made everything of their own, right? And it's still a pretty like kind of, not hated asset, it's, it's more of just like some asset that's just tolerated. And we believe it's gonna make a lot of money. So th- this is why we were able to, you know, really invest in this ecosystem and made great returns already. Like we're, we're up four or five times from the bottom on all our assets and stuff, and it's just started. And this is the beautiful thing is because a lot of people miss a train. So the guys who missed a train are going to buy the tops on this stuff. So thank you for your donation.
0: <laughs> thank you. Yes. All right. Thank you uh, for answering that question. Let me, uh, let's go ahead and let me turn this, this banner off because I can't show any of the other cool stuff. Um, let's go ahead and do these super chats here. So we got a uh, brother, Nathan uh, $2. It looks like a super sticker. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you this one, man. I was
2: just going to say it. This guy fucks. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Uh, I
0: he gets he gets the same one because i was super just gonna chat. say it this guy fucks am i right uh shout out to beer club hell yeah um we've got real john f kennedy with a 4.99 super chat miguel and charlie have helped me avoid so many scams before them i lost ten thousand dollars listening to bigger channels get in the course it's worth it 10 out of 10 he gets he gets this one today i, I like this one here respect the cock and taking <laughs> the cunt. There we go. All right. That's
2: always fun to do. <laughs> That's great.
0: Oh, gold. All right. Uh,
2: Only chan while we're at it. No, I'm joking.
0: Guys. <laughs> oh, do you still have that one?
2: <laughs> uh I probably have it on the soundboard somewhere. But what do you what do you have? Oh no, just you reminded me of some streams we did back in the day in the Red Pill Community. There's this uh meme where basically you know it's just the the, the groaning sounds of a woman uh, oh,
0: nice. Yes. <laughs> oh nice yes <laughs> that's what yeah i need that one um i've got this one too guys if, if you guys ever want, want to throw in a, a super chat i got this one shame this horse yes that's from our friend uh, elena's bars fitness all right guys thanks thanks for uh, joining me tonight uh the link to the crypto mindset course is pinned in the chat it's also in the description any closing thoughts and where can people find you online
2: yeah a a good closing thought uh would be essentially uh if at the current moment you know you're undecided and you're just like hey i want to see what these guys are about uh come over here to cultivate crypto or dollar-cost crypto uh, on youtube uh, Twitter, Instagram, and anywhere else, uh, we have both. Uh, we have our names basically on every platform there, and uh, watch some of our content. See what we've been saying here versus what we say there. Are are we inconsistent? Are we consistent? Um, you know, and, and you know, suss it out for yourself. Um, but I think everybody here in this community, you know, uh, knows you know who you are and what you represent. And so, um, yeah, hopefully they can extend the same thing to us. But yeah, come watch our content absolutely for free. Um, you can learn a lot just from that. And then uh, once you're ready to get into uh, the crypto mindset, that will help to speed up the process and uh, you want to take advantage of that next one year. It's going to be crazy. And uh, a 10x is, uh, I would say, the not minimum expectation, uh, but just generally speaking, if you really take in the course content and and information, um, you can do more than that. Versus if you watch our free information, you know, uh, results may differ.
1: And uh, in terms of me, yeah, you can find me at Dollar Cost Crypto YouTube, Instagram, everywhere, right? Verified everywhere. Same thing for Charlie. Um, but the last closing thought is, just get in, you guys, because the longer you wait, the more you're going to end up getting worse and worse prices. Yeah. I mean, what'll end up happening is that you'll this will put a seed in your head, and you'll think mm, maybe, and then you decide not to do it. And then what'll happen is you'll get reminded of something about nine months, maybe a year later, and you're like all right, fuck it, I'm going to join. And you've already missed out a whole year of accumulating, of uh, learning. And in this industry, speed kills. The faster you can react, the faster that you can understand a subject, the more the opportunity is there for you. And you know, six months doesn't sound like a lot in crypto, but it is a lot. There's like We're the best course. There is no second best. Every, every, whatever you would call us having competition, they've died they died there is nobody else but us like we're the best we we're the longest standing running course in the world we've taught the most amount of people and I'm, and I'm very fucking proud to say that it's red pill men majority of them it's up that we've taught in the space and stuff we're empowering the community that we love and we're about to make a lot of fucking money in this next year a lot and I'm really happy to say that most of that money is going to the red pill so yeah ready be our bags for they shall pump
0: nice all right uh thanks guys uh guys tune into the podcast tomorrow morning i'll be live again at 10 a.m eastern time we're going to be talking about 10 reasons not to get back together with your ex because that's a mm-hmm. big problem guys have for fuck's sakes um that's all we have guys there you go that's the number one reason <laughs>
2: That's, a good, that's a really good, good
0: one. That's, yes so tune into that we'll see you guys tomorrow morning this has been the come on man podcast follow paul on social media the links are in the description Now,
1: go out and get it.